Welcome to the Miracle Channel podcast. Every week, you'll hear powerful messages from world-renowned pastors that air on Miracle Channel, Canada's 24-7 Christian TV station. And if you want to watch more of their messages anytime you want, check out our online streaming service, Corco Plus. Follow the link in our show notes to create a free account in three simple steps. Today on the podcast, you'll hear a message from James Levesque. James Levesque serves as a pastor, international speaker, author, and church planter. His ministry's focus is simple, to see revival. His ministry, Engaging Heaven, reaches lives through weekly services, outreaches, classes, conferences, and media. And now, James Levesque will discuss the wonders that come when we live under the love of God. Let's dive into the message. Welcome, everybody. Hope you guys are doing well today. I'm Pastor James Levesque. I want to welcome you to Breaking Through. And I believe with all my heart, today is your day for a breakthrough. Today, I want to talk about the love test. The love test. You may be watching this broadcast right now, even frustrated, struggling, not knowing what is happening. God, why is this going on? Why is this person talking about me? Why do I feel so much friction in these relationships in my life? And I'm here to tell you that many times it's a love test. There was a Bible study uh, that a friend of mine went to years ago. And in the Bible study, they said this. We want to ask all of you here a question. Is God doing something new in your life? And it was amazing because as they were sitting there, some people were sharing um, and, and they were sharing prayer requests, too. And like Susan stepped up and said, you know, I need prayer because I feel like I need patience for my aging parents in my life, you know, and and I need, you know, I need like grace because my husband's not feeling well. And uh, sometimes I need self-control for my kids. And somebody interjected and said, Susan, you know what I think? Because I have similar things in my life. What I really believe God is doing is he's expanding my capacity to love. Isn't that amazing? Love. You know, I've talked about this many times. If you go to school and you take a test, maybe it's your final exams, maybe it's your graduating exams. But what we fail to realize is there are tests of love. Come on. Come on. Now, you better not be sitting here going, my husband's a love test. Come on, somebody. That ain't the tell. You always pass that test. But we're, we're creatures, man. Look at us. We're all kind of weird. We're all a little bizarre. We have different personality traits. Some are louder. Some aren't. Some are more soft-spoken. Some are very quieter, you know. Uh, I was just telling the whole production team before we went go that my wife and I are looking at different schools in the area here. And, and you know, it's funny. We go to a school. I went to one last week, and I was like, that's it. That's our school. Uh, uh, it, you know, I mean, they, they, I was ministering to them all, and it was like an amazing thing. And we got in the car, and that's not what my wife wants to do. My wife doesn't want to walk in there and just pick a school. She wants to write a list down the page and go, what did we like about it? What did we not like? And then I, she wants, like, four options. We're different. I don't do things like that. She, and that's why we're perfect for each other. But what happens is when you're dealing with so many different personalities and so many different people on the earth, because think about it. Man, there's not one person in the world alike. Think about that. Even identical twins have different fingerprints. And so the beautiful thing about the father is 
Every person was made perfect and wonderfully made, and they're all unique. Well, when you have all these people on the earth, it's going to produce a few challenges, right? But it's love tests. It's, it's you, know, it, you know, there are people I know every day the sky's falling, right? There are people I know every day the cup's half full. There are people I know with endless optimism. There's people I know that are full of fear, and it seems like every situation in life, they just think something bad is going to happen, and they just, you know, they're trying to embrace for the next fall. You know what I mean? Man, that's not a healthy way to live, but when you have all these different personalities, there's one thing we all are going to have to do. We're going to all have to pass the love test, Right? I remember when I got saved, I had a pastor, uh, you know, you know, I loved the senior pastor of the church and then the assistant pastor came in. Dude, we were like Velcro. I'm not even kidding. You ever just meet people and it's like uh, we were just literally created not to mesh at all. <laughs> like, that's how I felt. His view on life was different than mine. His, you know, he was super conservative. I was more of a risk taker. He was really soft. I was probably a little louder. I said, probably get myself an out on that. But the reality is we just didn't click. And I realized, you know, looking back, it was like, we're, we're so used to, you know, feeling like differences are a problem, right? That's what I don't like about the current political climate we're in. Everyone wants to have the same belief. You better believe what I believe in. You better look like me. And, dude, it's not going to happen. We've got to find a way to realize that. Some, let, me, let me tell you this. Some of the people in your life that you just can't stand and you don't want around you are the very people the Lord wants in your life. So you passed the love test, right? I want to read a scripture to you. 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 12 says this. And may the Lord make you increase and abound in love to one another and to all, just as we do to you. I'm asking you a question. Are you increasing and abounding in love? Come on. The Bible says above all else, let us be rooted and grounded in love. Man, love is not something you see much anymore. Today, it's a lot of hostility, a lot of frustration, a lot of anger, a lot of strife. And I'm telling you, above it all, love is the greatest thing. The Bible says if we don't have love, then whatever you do is like a banging cymbal and a clanging, you know. Look, it's just irritating. We need more love in the world. We need to understand what it is to love one another. Think about it. You know, we're always going to find people in our lives that we feel are very hard to connect with, maybe hard to relate to. Maybe, you know, it just doesn't seem like an easy fit. Or can I just tell you, a lot of times we just try too hard with relationships. You know, we're just trying way too hard. You know, there are people in my life that are truly like spiritual fathers to me. Well, I see these people go to other conferences and there's like 100 other people that think they're the spiritual father. It's not your spiritual father. But just because something that you want in your own flesh isn't happening spiritually doesn't mean it's not working. Right. God has the right connections for you. And many times we don't want to think about it, but opposites do attract. And the mistake we make when we fail love tests is we write people off that really God wants in your life for a powerful purpose. Right. We have to open our eyes to people that are hurting. We've got to open our eyes um, and realize that, you know, look, number one, God doesn't write people off. Right. He's not writing people off. There were people uh, I as pastoring for so many years. I remember there was a couple that came to the church and, you know, I didn't get to talk to him a whole lot, but one of our assistant pastors met with them, gave me a phone call one day and he goes, look, so-and-so are out. I just don't see them coming back to the church. You know what I mean? There's guest speaker coming in that they don't like and their family told them to stay away from them. And, you know, it was this whole thing. And I finally got the call and he was like, man, they are never coming back. I got to tell you, that couple is not only in our church right now, 
but one of the greatest leaders in our New London campus. Man, they're on the worship team. They're helping out behind the scenes. And, and you know what happened when I saw them completely turn around? I realized that we can't write people off. We have to stop writing people off uh, that we think God's, not, God's done with. He's not. I'm going to tell you about my wife for years wanted to write a book. I think she should about just being a pastor's wife. And you know what we wanted to do? We wanted to, she's like, would hate for me to tell you the story, all this. Now I'm just, we're pulling it out. She wanted to write a book about being a pastor's wife and she wanted to title each chapter someone's name that we just all would experience in our time pastoring. Well, I'm going to tell you this chapter is going to be a na- man named Brett. Why don't you show us who Brett is? I love Brett. Come on. So everybody say hi to Brett. Let me tell you who Brett is. Brett, in that picture, there's a, he's in our city there in New London. Brett is, man, he was a blessing to us. Brett was uh, loved. Kenneth Hagin was a person of faith. He came to our church the first time Dr. Rodney Howard Brown came and just wanted the touch of God. Well, listen, Brett rubbed people wrong, right? He had a rough childhood. You know, he was hurt and broken and rejected by a lot of people. So there were times Brett really got under people's skin, man. He uh, would lash out in anger. And I mean, there are times, I can't tell you how many times, dude. I never had people in the church like on probation, but Brett was. I'm like, Brett, he would just get upset. Like they were in a home group and a guy stood up and asked for money. And Brett started screaming at him that, you know, that he didn't deserve the money. He was doing bad things. But, you know, Brett was always worried about other people, always getting angry. And, but he'd fight for righteous cause. He'd clean the church. He'd serve. He'd usher. He'd do everything, you know. But he had emotional times of outbursts, and people really didn't like Brett. I had so many leaders. Probably most of them have a hard time with that guy. Let me tell you something. I loved him. You know what Brett was to me? He was a sign of revival. Because I remember the leaders meeting I did where everybody was upset about Brett. Are we going to kick him out of the church? He, you know, he caused this. He hurt this family. This family left and all this going on. And I said, let me tell you about Brett. Brett is exposing you. Yeah, I know you want to point fingers at Brett and say that he's the issue. Nah, man, Brett was pointing fingers. The Lord was using Brett as a love test for us. And you know what we learned to do? Love people. And you know what we learned when it wasn't a good fit and we felt like we were struggling? We allowed God to have his way in our lives. And I'm going to tell you, recently we did a big conference at the church. Brett came on a Friday, got so touched by God. And when all was done, he was supposed to serve Saturday. He didn't show up. And they went to his house and they found Brett passed away in his sleep. He died peacefully. You know, I thank God. And I have Facebook email after email of Brett saying, you and your wife changed my life. I wouldn't know where I would be without engaging heaven, you know. And it's, it's those are the reasons that we do what we do. It's love tests, you know. When we're, when we're struggling, like, we've got to do better, right? We've got to receive the people in our lives that God has for us. You realize, like, what we do is we don't understand when something's difficult. We feel like that's a sign that it's not supposed to be. I disagree with you. You know, one time I had, uh, we had Heidi Baker come to our church, powerful woman of God in Mozambique, and she said something so interesting to me. She said, you know, James, everybody wants to run from darkness, right? How many realize that? When things are difficult, we're like, man, it's just not working out. Or if we're, we're starting a new adventure, we might say something like, oh, the grace is lifted. That's nonsense, friends. What, that's, what is that? You know what that says? You want an easy way out. That's what that tells me. That tells me that you don't know how to handle difficulty. And I'm telling you a lot of times the difficult things in your life are love tests. 
And we have to learn how to walk where God's called us to walk. And we have to learn to love the people that God has called us to love with. Just like the world is filled with so many characters, so many people that are wild, we're all gifted. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? If I lined up my teachers here from school, you know what they tell you, would tell you? Because let's be real. I mean, I didn't, I, I didn't graduate. Thank God for his saving grace on my life to help me do what I do. But if I lined up my teachers here from the school that I grew up with, you know what they would tell you? I was a bad kid. They would tell you that I talked too much. They would tell you that I challenged authority. They would tell you that I was always getting F's in school. I stayed back in the fourth grade. I was troubled. They would probably tell you out of everybody, I would be the kid that would, you know, definitely not do anything with his life. And I'll never forget recently when I was in Starbucks and I was talking and an old teacher said, James, is that you, Jamie Levesque? And I said, yeah, wow, how do you remember me? And she said, because I know that voice from anywhere. And although we didn't understand you, we knew that you were meant to change the world. Sometimes the people that trouble you the most are the ones that God has gifted the most. I know I was. I just needed somebody to believe. But what I want to tell you is there's things we can do every single day to walk in love. There's one most important thing that you can do today and every day to walk in love so you're not falling and failing these love tests. I want to talk about the number one thing you can do today to make sure that you're passing every test in your life. And what I want to tell you today is that key is put your love glasses on. You know, how many people do you know that see things so critically, right? And sometimes when you see things that way, it's hard to ever get out of it. The reality is when you're married, you may not wake up every single day and feel love, but you know that you're that it is a choice and a decision. And because we are in marriage together and we entered into this covenant, we make a decision that we are going to put values first. We were going to put love first. We're going to put forgiveness first. Are you with me? But there are some people, your lens, you know, my mom had to go get surgery on her eyes. She had all this, you know, cataracts and floaters and all this stuff removed. And I actually saw them. They let me see. A, and they went in and they pulled like a film off her eye. And she instantly can see. And I'm going to tell you, when you're critical and you're cranky and you're looking at people like that, that's exactly what you do. So here's what I want you to do today. I want you to put your love glasses on. That means every single day, boom, you wake up in the morning and you're like, wow, I love you. Look, Brett's getting on my nerves. Now he ate. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, I can't stand you. Now you're great. That's what happens when you put love glasses on. I've got to make a decision this morning. I'm frustrated. I'm hurting. You know what? I'm going to make it. That's why the Bible says put on the full armor, right? I don't need you going to buy an armor set and you trying to fit, you know, a buckle on you. Come on. What it's saying is make a decision spiritually. So I'm putting these on. And now I'm looking with the love of God. Now when you say something that hurts me, I made a choice to put on the love glasses. I made a choice that I'm going to look at life differently. I'm going to look at it through the kingdom. I'm going to look at you the way God sees you and not the hurting, angry person that's trying to take shots at me. I'm choosing to walk in love. I'm putting on the love glasses. And I'm going to tell you right now, some of you, you need to look at your brother like this. Some of you need to look at your crazy uncle like this. 
Some of you need to look at me like this. Come on, somebody. Some of you need to make a decision that you, wherever you go, like, come on. All right, girl, I'm going to look at you this way now. Okay, that's what I just got to do. People in the church acting crazy, boom, I love you. You know what I mean? Now I want to knock you out. But like, bam, I love you. That's what you got to do. You've got to make a decision that every single day you're putting on the love glasses because this is the key on passing the love test. It's values. You understand that when, when values change, relationship change, right? When you have family members, everybody's like, well, my, I thought my family was Christian. Baby girl, they're not that kind of Christian. How many know different Christians have different values? That's the problem. Your mom might be saved. She ain't your kind of saved. She might be a different kind of saved. We Holy Ghost people. Not everybody believes that. So you know what I need to do when I'm around people that don't have the same values? I love you in the name of the Lord. That's how I do. I love you in the name. I just love you in the name of the Lord. I'm looking at you and you're just so beautiful. You ugly. Now you're just beautiful. Do you know what I'm saying? You just got, now you crazy. No, now you're just beautiful. Now you're rebellious and I'm about to get you. No, I'm not. I'm about to hug you. You see what I'm saying? I don't actually hug, so don't come near me, but I'm going to hug you spiritually. Boom, right there. You got an e-hug. But my point is, we got to put our glasses on every single day. It's actually a choice to walk in love. Because there's nothing worse than cranky old people or young people that are bitter at life, upset at everybody in their life, and they want to blame everybody when the reality is they got to talk to themselves. We've got to pass the love test. That's where promotion comes for you, right? Maybe your work environment, you're having a hard time. Maybe my kid, I just want to beat him. You know what I'm saying? Maybe it's just like, you know, today, my wife's a little cranky. She wants to write a list down after the school we just visited and put what do we like and just like, okay, hon, let me just tell you what I like. That's what we got to do. We've got to pass the love test. That pastor I talked about, it was like Velcro. There was nothing that we could do that was even going to, I mean, it did not make sense. Everything was hard, grinding, rough. All of a sudden, he's amazing. You've got to put the love glasses on because I'm going to tell you the danger. We are in the most judgmental day we've ever lived in on the planet, and people have left their love glasses. You want to talk about 2020? Where is it? It's gone. Boom. 2020 vision. It didn't happen. Now we're just like, ah, angry. Ah, mismanaged aggression. Oh, it's amazing. You know what I mean? I hate everybody. No, I'm actually happy. God's amazing. That's what you have to make that decision every single day. I want to show you a scripture here. Matthew chapter 7, verse 1 and 2. One of my favorite scriptures. Here's what it says. Judge not or you will be judged. Come on. How many people do you know out there that are full of judging people? Judge not or you yourself will be judged. For with the judgment you use, it'll be back to you. Come on. You know what judging is? You can say, I'm going to make a decision that you're a holy person. I'm going to believe the best in you. Or you're going to walk around critical. Because some of you need to make the decision to put your love glasses on. Right now, the world can look judgmental if you look by the, the eyes of the flesh. Because there's one thing I think is going to happen when we get to heaven. I, I believe there's one question that's going to be given to you. Did you learn to love? That's the question that's going to be asked of us when we get to heaven. And when you get there, what are you going to say? You're going to say, either I did learn to love, or you're going to say, you know what? I think I filled a bunch of love tests down there, Lord. Did you learn to love? That's all you're going to be asked. You're not going to know how cool you are, how much money you saved up in the bank, how many hours you neglected your kids. It's going to be, did you learn to love? And what does it matter if we've gained the whole world and yet we didn't learn to love? What is that going to matter? 
John 13, 35 says this. Jesus said, you're going to know them by their love glasses. You're going to know them by their love. And so you've got to make a decision. I'm going to be a person that loves. If no one knew you were saved, if you never shared the gospel, are people looking at your life and they're going, man, you love like Jesus. We just had an amazing last few days uh, all around here in, in Florida. We did some worship events and my wife and I hosted. I mean, we had like 5,000 people outside. It was amazing. These let us worship gatherings. It was phenomenal. And a friend of mine uh, who had a couple words of knowledge, one was about um, just seeing people. I mean, it was unbelievable. One was about if you, you don't want to live anymore and you want to commit suicide, and people came forward and he hugged them all. Oh, it was actually, he was preaching on the day his brother three years ago killed himself in Tampa. And here we were, thousands and thousands of people downtown Tampa, and he gets a word of knowledge that that was going to end and he wasn't going to lose any more brothers. And when he gave a word of knowledge, people started coming forward. He, he's a big, long man. He's not short and stocky. He put his arms around like eight guys, and he's just loving people. And every single city, it was like these big altar calls where he's hugging people. And I said to him today, I'm like, bro, you hug more people than I did in a year. Some of y'all need a hug. Can I tell you? Some of y'all just need to be like, you know what? I'm going to stop being prickly. I'm going to stop being the cactus. You know, want to hug a cactus? My wife used to tell me in the early days, what was her saying? You can catch more bees with honey than you can with vinegar. Some of y'all need to be honey. Y'all need to act a little bit differently and just be a little bit sweeter because you're going to be known for your love. Because look, the bottom line is we're in a day of social media right now. Twitter, Facebook, Google, everywhere you look, there's some sort of like app you're on. And I'm going to tell you something. These apps don't have love glass filters. Most people are frustrated, angry, confused, resentful, uh, just frustrated about life. And you've got to make a decision today that you're going to put those glasses on. You've got to make a decision that you're not going to sit there and fall into whatever trend is going on. Why don't we choose to love? Why don't I stop spying on my friends online just to kind of find the next dirt? It's like the old gossip Bettys are still on the Internet now. Why don't I look at your life and pray for you and intercede for you and believe for breakthrough in your life? Because that's what we have to do. We've got to learn to love and we've got to learn to those that love around us. You know, your thoughts matter. What if I told you that what you're living right now is uh, like a culmination of your thoughts? Think about that. So what you what you think you actually end up becoming. You know, Jesus said something so amazing. He said, if you look at a woman lustfully, then that's adultery. Man, that's a crazy standard. Or you can do this. Boom, I love. I'm not going to be crazy. Come on. I'm not going to look at people angry. I'm not going to look at people critically. I'm not going to look this way. I'm not, you know, a guy says to me, well, I'm struggling with lust. What do I do? I say, turn your neck, bro. What do you mean? What do I do? Well, why are you even wasting your time? Well, I can't control who walks by me. Fine. The first look is free. The second one's going to cost you everything. Turn your head, bro. But this is what I'm saying. Your thoughts end up determining what you do in your life. And when you meet people, be careful not to judge them. Be careful not to fall into a trap. If you need prayer, call that number on the screen. We want to pray for you. But Jesus said, you know, the Bible says as a person thinks in their heart, so they are. You've got to make a decision that what you're thinking is, is holy, is right, it's true. The Bible says whatever is noble, whatever is trustworthy, think on these things. We've got to make a decision that we're going to put our glasses on. We're going to make a decision to love. Your thoughts matter. What tests are you facing today? What tests are you going through in your life? Because the reality is, are you learning to love? 
Are you learning to love? Or if you said today, Pastor, I feel like I'm failing some of these love tests. Well, then call the number on the screen. Get your glasses, bro. Get your glasses, dudes. You need to call the number and believe that today, if it's your grandkids, boom. Maybe you in our churches and you need to put them on towards me. Bam. Look how amazing I look. Whatever it is you're facing, we've got to pick up and put the glasses on because this world's filled with bitterness and cranky. And let me tell you, just as your thought can make you powerful, your thoughts can bring bitterness. You've got to make sure your thoughts aren't unruly. Years ago, I said to my wife, you know, a lot of girls hate their image. They're frustrated the way they look. They might not like themselves. I said, how come you've never been that way? She said years ago, I think she was in her early 20s. She looked in the mirror for one second and didn't like what she saw. She said, James. I immediately got rid of that thought. I said, "How did? You, why did you do it? She said, because I knew where the second one would lead to. Some of you have been on, you're, you're on thought 10 and, and on the verge of like destroying your life. You need to call that number on the screen if you want to get set free. You've got to get your thoughts back. You've got to, your mind's unruly. It's going to places it shouldn't go. And today, we got to get it back. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to hear more great messages from inspiring teachers like James Levesque. Rate this podcast and write a review if you haven't already. And share this message so others can be encouraged by this teaching too. So subscribe, rate, review, and share. We hope you were inspired by today's message. God bless.